0: Hi, I'm Rob from Castle Pixel. I'm the art director slash game designer of Blossom Tales the Sleeping King. And you're listening to Cat with Monocle.
1: 6th episode of Cat with Monocles podcast. Now. Today we are cat chatting with Rob from Castle Pixel, art director of Blossom Tales, The Sleeping King. How well are things over at the castle, Rob? Hey, how's it going, son? Pretty good about you. Just great. (laughs) So, when did Castle Pixel start up, and how did it become the other?
0: (laughs) Okay, so that's kind of a long answer, but... (laughs) Um, okay, so Castle Pixel started um, after... The, uh, the guy who owns Castle Pixel with me, uh, Tyler, mm-hmm. he uh, he and I used to make a game called Rex Rocket. And so while we were making Rex Rocket, um, we started talking to a guy at Nintendo about porting it to the Wii U. And in order to you know do anything with Nintendo, you had to have a company. So that's why we originally created... Uh, Castle Pixel was to work with Nintendo. Yeah, we we wound up we we wound up not porting Rex Rocket to the Wii U, uh, but we still had the company, so we used it for you know selling the game or whatever. Um, mm-hmm.
1: there and whatever. Was And yeah,
0: that's that's like the,
1: the whole reason. <laughs> it made it. Was there a reason why Rex Rocket never came to the Wii U?
0: Uh you know what? I think it was like. Um, we put out Rex on Steam, and it, it was just like Blossom Tales. Like it didn't do great on Steam. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, um, you know, we we had been talking to other developers who had ported games to the Wii U, and they were like, "Oh, our sale numbers aren't that great." So mm-hmm. we we had to like pick what to put our resources into, and it just never material. I mean, like. From the get-go, we wanted Rex on on the Wii U. But mm. after after the Steam release, it was like, okay, we have to do something else besides Rex Rocket because it, w- it would have been just like a huge gamble for us.
1: Yeah. So Rex Ryan being your first game and then Blossom Tales being the second one? Uh, yeah. So how long did it take to develop Blossom Tales from the idea to being onto the Switch?
0: Oh probably well to get onto the switch it was probably like two years to actually make it to the switch okay probably was like a year in development year and a half in development qa uh you know bug tweaking the steam release Mm -hmm. uh i mean it was out like forever on steam before it even made it to the switch
1: so it's been a long road so you didn't have have the nintendo switch in mind when you first created blossom tales did you it was just oh i mean like
0: I didn't have the... When I first started working on Blossom Tales, I think, like... I don't even think the Wii U was out. Oh, wow. Um, I started working on Blossom Tales before Rex Rocket. Hmm. Um, well, it was a game called Blossom Tales. It was, hmm. like, a top-down. It really didn't have anything in common with, like, the game Blossom Tales today. Yeah. But um, I, I was working on, like, a top-down kind of Zelda-y game. Um, and that, like, the, it was, like, one of the first games I like, big games I'd ever tried to make by myself. And development team, like, kind of fell apart on it. And so then I started making Rex Rocket. Mm. After that was done, we, we, you know, I didn't have anything else to do. So, um, we and we had to do something besides, like, you know, putting more resources into Rex. So mm. so, you
1: um, got, so you came back to Blossom Tales after that release?
0: Yeah, I, well, I had all these graphics from from when I had been working on it before, mm-hmm. so I put the, I, I kind of like you know did a bunch of new graphics and put together a Kickstarter, and that's how like Blossom Tales uh, started.
1: Now, uh, FDG Entertainment came in and picked it up. How did they contact you, or did you contact them?
0: Uh, they contacted us. Um, you know, I, I they saw our Kickstarter somewhere, and they were like, "Hey, this game looks great. Uh, if it doesn't make
1: the Goal. We will partner with you guys. So wow. that's how that came about. Now I haven't really looked at the funder, uh, the Kickstarter. Did it actually ever passed, or did it? Barely no, it?
0: it was like I, I think we had like a forty-five
1: or sixty thousand dollar goal, and it only made like twenty thousand. So maybe about less than fifty percent. Yeah, uh, but it's, I'm glad to hear that FTD picked it up right away. Um, so by that time. Uh, you guys were planning on bringing it out to the, to the, uh, to steam. And after that came out, I mean, from what I've heard that the, the sales weren't that, I guess, weren't that great. Were okay. I mean, may, well, how would you, how would you say your sales were on the steam compared to like, I guess what you originally thought it was going to be? Um, I mean, we thought it would be, well, we had like,
0: comparable metrics from Mm -hmm. Rex Rocket, right? Like, so Rex Rocket spent, like, X amount of time in Greenlight and then it made, like, X amount of money. Blossom Tales, like, spent, like, no time in Greenlight. I don't know if the ecosystem of Greenlight had changed between the times of putting Rex Rocket in and Blossom Tales in, Mm -hmm. Uh, but... Um, you know, just from how fast it went through Greenlight and the uh, just the other amount of interest that was shown in Blossom Tales and compared to Rex Rocket, we thought it would do considerably better than Rex Rocket did. And it which, did not. Which it did it sounded like it did not do as well as Rex. Uh, Rex Rocket. No, yeah. Did. I mean, it did it did
1: a little bit better than Rex Rocket, but I mean, nice. not not really enough, yeah. Uh, and that's what FG uh, that's what FDG helping you out along the way, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so once that came out, I mean, when, how long did it take you guys to did, let me back up. So did FTG came and say, Hey, we're going to put this on the Nintendo switch, you know, after, I don't know, after it came out on steam. Or did you guys decide to, to bring that out to the Switch?
0: Um, You know what? They had uh, put out Oceanhorn onto the Switch previous yeah. to this. Uh, so they probably had, like, you know, S- Steam numbers and Oceanhorn numbers. And they were like, wow, Oceanhorn, like, the numbers on Switch are amazing. We should definitely get Blossom Tales brought over as well. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, that's that's how that happened. So,
1: so did you guys have to go back and redo a modification to Blossom Tales in order to get uh, this, no, to they Twitch?
0: they uh, FDG really handled most of the porting process. They used oh. uh, another company for porting. Well, we we had made Blossom Tales in this game framework called MonoGame, so like porting it to any other platform, it's a good amount of work, but it's not like starting from scratch or like reworking anything really. It's it's yeah. I'm sure it was a huge pain in the butt, but um, yeah, they I mean they got it working. No, that's good
1: it's it's awesome yeah so from what I also read that you guys were also close on shutting down the studio because of the sales on steam
0: oh yeah we were i mean well like coming to the switch you know uh we, we had we had hopes but like we had talked to other developers who also had games on the Switch, and they were like, Yeah, you, you know, it didn't really sell that well on Switch. So we, we didn't really go in with very high expectations, but mm. yeah, it killed it.
1: Yeah, no, it totally did. Like, I think it called a lot of people by surprise. And I wonder, too, if um, I know the game came out uh, during the holidays, you know, at the end of the year. So I don't know if maybe because a lot of people were off that time, and that game just came out, you know, Switch being still. You know, pretty new—not even a year old yet—and not as many games still on the library. And then, you know, *Blossom Tales* comes around and says, "Hey, look at us—we're just like Zelda, but cool." Yeah,
0: it, totally. I think a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, factors that went into the success of *Blossom Tales*. I think a major one was like just all timing for sure. Yeah, I mean, of of the Switch, of the of the Switch eShop was like you know. Fifteen years old, like Steam, uh,
1: yeah. it might the the two might look very similar. Yeah, I was gonna, add, and I was gonna ask you too, is that uh, because the Switch is so new, and you know now just being over a year old, and you're starting to see more and more games come out. And I mean, I can understand a lot of you know developers want to put their game on the Switch now to get those some of those sales. But I kind of wonder at the same time if if the Switch is going to go, you know, the eShop is going to go in the same direction as Steam where. It's going to get flooded with games and just, you know, it's going to be hard to, you know, come up with sales so many.
0: Yeah, I think I think a lot of it will have to do with how, uh, you know, Nintendo handles its curation of games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know right now it's like, you know, for Steam, it's, the process is greenlight, which, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't really follow that stuff anymore. But I just assume it's like, you know, you can make a bunch of bots and get a, get a game voted... On Steam or whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm not really sure what it's like anymore. Yeah. Uh, but for for Nintendo, you have to have like an existing relationship relationship with Nintendo to like start. And I don't even know like how that works or like right.
1: You you have to, f- yeah, you got FTG kind of handling most of that. I yeah, assume. well,
0: I, I know that FTG told me that a Nintendo rep actually approached them at. Uh, Pax event, okay, and ask them, you know, hey, you guys want to port this to the Switch? So, I, I mean, I guess that's how they do it. Which uh, it's not perfect, but I think it's better than Greenlight.
1: Yes. Yeah. well, it seems like you're getting more of a one-on-one, you know, with the actual, you know, team behind, you know, like Nintendo, or it could be with Sony, for example, you know, to bringing a game out to their home consoles. Um, sure. And then being the, the Switch being a, more of a hybrid, but. But it also seems that getting uh, games out to, you know, out to the public, like, you know, all these different conventions like, you know, GDC or or any of the PAX conventions seems to be in a favor for you guys, I would say, maybe for any developer, just to get their name out. Yeah, totally. Has there been any, so, have you been to GDC last week? Um, no, we didn't.
0: We didn't go this year. We went, like, a couple years ago to show Rex Rocket off mm-hmm. uh, at the Indie Mega Booth, which was there.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, but we haven't gone since. Okay. So nothing for Blossom Tales and to show off, the, at least for uh, this year's GDC. Would you guys go to GDC next year? Um, I don't know. I think it depends on, on, like, what we're doing and
0: if it, like, really would, like, make sense for us to go. Like, if we're... If, if we're like developing a game, there's only like two of us, you know, so it's not even like, Oh hey, we're gonna go, you
1: guys continue to work. <laughs> yeah. It's like
0: all development is like that for two weeks.
1: Seems uh, like it's more like a kind of a group effort to go out there and just kinda of represent the company and the game. Yeah, for sure.
0: Um I I really wanna go. Like uh uh the girl who does the music for for Blossom Tales, she went she did like the, this it's like game developers, mm-hmm. uh get on a train and like go to
1: california yeah like on the train uh it just sounded so cool and i'm i was pretty jealous i was <laughs> i was talking to her um, a couple of weeks ago actually about it too and she was telling me about the adventures of you know how the, how you guys reached out to her to get the music on uh blossom tales and the process and everything which was interesting to see a different perspective of just the music side of things and we've got that recorded on the podcast that um you guys ever want to take a listen to it of what she kind of went through
0: oh okay yeah yeah totally so uh, actually yeah sorry i it like totally slipped my mind that that Josie was on your show too <laughs> um, i did i did listen to a little bit of that
1: okay now by chance is castle pixel creating anything that would be coming out maybe next year
0: uh, no, definitely not next year. But uh, well,
1: we, we do have like
0: projects uh, that we're kind of like kicking around right now. Um, really don't have anything solid, but yeah. like we're thinking about everything from like Blossom Tales to to like a zombie simulator. So, okay, or vampire simulator. Oh.
1: now any chance of uh, Blossom Tales? You know, jumping over to let's say the PlayStation or the Xbox consoles?
0: Uh, I can't confirm anything, but I want to rule <laughs> it out.
1: Right no understand um i assume that because uh, I, I saw that there's some updates coming up for uh blossom tales some looks like some patchwork sure yeah could you explain a little bit more about that
0: uh you know it's just like uh bugs that people have reported mm-hmm. getting fixed um uh, some like translation dialogue has been fixed mm-hmm. i know there's like uh uh the um video capture the the Reporting team is uh, putting yeah. that in.
1: Okay. Um, so yeah. Now, how long does that usually take to fix bugs? Compared, you know, when you first start, you know, fixing uh, it?
0: it's, it's. I mean, it's pretty long. Um, it has to. one you know, we, we had to actually go into the code and like fix a bug, mm. or or um, like fix some piece of art or whatever, and then we, you know, that the new build would have to go through QA to make sure that, like, oh, hey, you know, it doesn't delete your game saves or, like, whatever. Uh, So it has to make it through that process, and then it has to make it through, like, um, the actual, like, Nintendo vetting process. Right. Um, And I also think that, like, it goes from Tyler... To like Tyler's the lead programmer for Blossom Tales, so he's like been fixing all the bugs. Okay. Um, so it goes from like Tyler to to you know FDG and their QA, and then it goes to like the
1: porting team, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: It actually might go from Tyler to the porting team to you know QA.
1: So at and least, so it sounds like at least maybe three steps. At the very least.
0: Yeah, and that, then it makes it to Nintendo and they like vetted it as well to make sure that there's like no malware in it or whatever.
1: Yeah, they got their um, own ways of looking at things and then it sounds like too that when you start making some modifications that, you know, making sure that nothing else you know, received any anything broken like, oh, you know, oh uh, yeah, now the save is corrupted or let's say, you know, now Lily's like flying all across the map somehow if you go to the specific you know area right yeah it's
0: it really i mean that's that's pretty much the name of the game in software development it's like oh i fixed this and i broke that great <laughs> so
1: sounds a little bit familiar i mean i don't do video game you know programming i do more websites and that's kind of similar but not that extreme oh i
0: do that like um I've been working like ever since we put out Blossom Tales. I, I like have been picking up side work uh, during like my downtime here while Tyler's like doing whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've been doing like uh, React and like um, uh, like web stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a full time job for me right now, and it's it's like going like super well. I, I actually like I I started as like a web developer and then I went into game design. Um, you know, as a, just like a hobby. Yeah. And I've only been like doing it full time since like maybe two years ago. Yeah. So yeah. I, but yeah, I like web development as well, but
1: yeah, no, I've, um, I, 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 I mean, just, just speaking on the, like for, for like web development, cause I've been doing mostly, I'm mostly like the like front end development and designing. And oh, cool. Yeah. And It's been, I mean, it's, it's a, I, what I like about it is it's just, it's you get different projects and it's different ways of presenting, you know, websites and you know, not everyone's gonna be the same. I mean, it's hardly ever gonna be something coded the same way. So you're always gonna find new ways of making something either transition or you know appear on the page in some unique order. Especially when you have to you know respond it down to mobile size, that's always the fun part at times.
0: Oh yeah, like responsive design, all yep. that stuff. For sure.
1: Yeah. No. <clears throat> so you prefer to do more of the web design, ironically over the game design, or do you?
0: Prefer- oh no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I really like web design. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like if I had to take one to a desert island, I'd probably take game design. It's more it's like more fun to do, I guess. Yeah. And, and especially because you know it's not like someone else's project; it's my project. Yeah. Like, um, so there's a little bit of that owner ownership factor that goes into it as well, but yeah, I re- like you know the the team I'm working on now and the guys I'm working for for the web development stuff it's really great, so mm-hmm. um it's, it's yeah, kinda, I, I enjoy
1: both yeah, i mean it's 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 playing with two different worlds, and you're not doing the same thing over and over every day,
0: right, yeah, definitely
1: that's 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 kind of funny because that's how I kind of kind of did uh cat with Monica which just because. You know, I've done, you know, with the web design, web development, you know, that's something I do all the time, and doing Cat with Monaco is something a little different, and then I can take ownership and run with it in a certain way that I want to, to take it with. It's not, it's no uh, game design, but, you know, I still get some enjoyment out of it.
0: Yeah, totally. It's nice to have, like, your own thing, you know?
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's, I get I think life gets a little dull when you, re, you know, have too much stuff repeating, and even though it, it does give me, like, lack of sleep at times but you know what what know what job doesn't if you'll enjoy it right yeah totally now growing up though have you played you know classic games like from nintendo super nintendo sega
0: yeah um well growing up um we had a nintendo entertainment system mm-hmm. and then then we got we uh you know i didn't have any say in like what the gaming system for the house was going to be mm-hmm. uh, so it went from the Nintendo Entertainment System to Sega Genesis uh-huh. so for, for the whole 16-bit era uh, we had Sega instead of Nintendo so like I didn't really I didn't get to grow up with games like uh, A Link to the Past uh, you know I I might have I played like A Link to the Past at like Friends Houses and stuff like that yeah. uh, but I never really got to like play the entire thing mm-hmm. so Blossom Tales is kind of like you know the, the a Link to the Past. I never got
1: to play as a kid. No, that's actually kind of ironic that you end, you know, end up helping out with a game that's, you know, similar to Link to the Past, but yet you didn't really play it as much as growing up. Right. Now, now that you've now that you had a Sega Genesis, what what top let's say top five Genesis games did you enjoy growing up? Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs>
0: We'll start with Streets of Rage 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do Sonic and Knuckles 3. Okay. Uh, or, or Sonic 3, whatever. Yeah. Um, what else was like one of my favorite Genesis games? Those are like the two major ones that come to mind. Golden, golden uh, Axe was always good. Yeah. Um, oh, crap. They're all escaping me now. I feel so old. (laughs) Sega Sega games.
1: Well, that's the hard part is that there's there's a few good Sega games, but they're just there's the problem is that there's there's so many good, you know, Nintendo games that's always been talked about.
0: Okay, hold on. I just I just googled it. (laughs) Uh,
1: I never. Oh, okay.
0: Contra was really cool. Altered Beast was way sweet. Um, Oh, Toe Jam and Earl for sure. I can't believe I I blanked on that one.
1: Um Oh, Equal the Dolphin was cool. I had a hard time getting into that one. I don't know why. Every time I try to play it I, I got really confused of how I was supposed to play it except for well this is really fun, I make the jump the dolphin jump everywhere. Oh, Earthworm Gym was sweet. Yeah.
0: And and I okay, so I just like scrolled through the list of top Sega Genesis games, uh and those are the only ones that I liked on it, so
1: Okay. Those were all still good games though. Yeah, totally. So after the Genesis, did you end up getting into, you know, back into the Nintendo wagon, or did you stop playing, you know, games up to that point, you know? for No,
0: after after uh, the Genesis, um, I think my next system like. By the time Genesis hit, I wasn't really much of a Nintendo fanboy anymore. I was just like, whatever. So I got a PlayStation after that. And then um, I don't think I actually played uh, another Nintendo until GameCube. So I guess that's like same era as the first PlayStation, right? Plus, you came out at the same time.
1: Uh, pretty, I mean, right? somewhat, somewhat close because I think the, PS, the PS2 came out the same time with the GameCube.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that was like the, the first time I came back to the game, uh, Nintendo, yeah. like Nintendo platform um i had game boys too but i, I don't know it's not really <laughs> so yeah um gamecube hit and like i just loved it i was like oh my god this, this is great
1: you said you, you know you were when you, you said you played zelda on the gamecube yeah
0: wind waker yeah totally it's like one of my favorite games of all time
1: no i cannot argue with that um did you end up getting a wii u after that
0: no i never got the wii u Hmm. Um, I had a Wii uh, for a bit, and I, I didn't really play it very much, though.
1: No, it was they were really selling the um, you know motion motion controls, and that was yeah. More a, you
0: know what? I think yeah, I think that's what turned me off from the games. Like I would try playing like a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. The motion controls and like it wouldn't like it wasn't responsive enough for me and i was like i just want buttons yeah so I think that kind of turned me off a little bit uh from from the wii but mm-hmm. i don't know i love i love i freaking love the switch i think that's like the best thing since sliced bread
1: much. <laughs> no that is a uh i cannot argue about anything about that i think every time i think about the switch and what it's coming out with i just remember that the last time it's done this well i mean i think it's a way better console than the Wii when that first came out. I mean, just because there's just so many different types of games, there's so many different things you can do with it. Totally, and especially now that you got indie games coming out more often for this, it just kind of gives you that, I don't know, that nostalgia feeling that you got these, you know, you know these indie, you know, these small, but yet you know these really you know unique indie games like Blossom Tales, for example. And you just can't really find much of that anymore. And I think that you know, being able to take that on the go and play it on the TV at the same time is what I think you know makes it even more special.
0: To- totally, yeah, it's it's magic. I mean, for for us, it's like amazing. I, I, I love it. Yeah, it's like it's amazing. Yeah.
1: What what other games have you played on the Switch?
0: Uh, let's see. I played. Uh, uh, Mario and I played um, the Zelda game, and what else I get on it? I got that new Kirby game for it. Yeah, got Minecraft on it.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say that's it so far. I really haven't gotten too many games on it. No Odyssey, I take it. No, not the new Mario game.
0: Oh yeah, no, I got I got the new uh, Odyssey on it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. have you? What about any other any uh, developer games?
0: No, nah, I really I mean honestly I haven't really had much time to, to play many of them my girlfriend yeah. plays most of the, <laughs> the games on there but um she, she actually she she also has that one I haven't played this one yet but it's the the one um uh, what is it? It's something flood where where you're like on a raft or something fire in the flood maybe. That sounds familiar. It's like uh, a survival game uh,
1: Indie game on there It looks really cool It's on the Switch? Yeah I'll have to look this up I I'm curious what it is But there's uh, A Flame there's, in the
0: Flood maybe?
1: No. Hmm. I don't know Now now you're, now you're making me Go look it up uh, or you Yeah I think know. it's
0: Yeah Flame in the Flood It's it's really a pretty game Huh What's the studio for this? unreal engine developers the molasses flood cool
1: (laughs) that's a unique title so i so has your like so for for you said your girlfriend plays these plays more of the games on the switch has she been playing does does she like your game or do you hope she does
0: uh, she, I mean, like she ha- she hasn't beat it yet. Let's no. just put it that way. She's played she's played a little bit of it, but like I don't know. She, I don't think she ever played like a Link to the Past or like anything like that. Mm-hmm. so like, I think that type of game is like really new for her. Yeah, and it's just like taking her a while to ramp up on it. I guess I don't know.
1: So do you think it seems like that if if you like Zelda games or have a nostalgia for you know those overtop, you know, adventure games that you'll probably like, Blossom Tales, compared oh, yeah. to those who are kind of new to the series.
0: Yeah, like, um, you know, like while we were making Blossom Tales, I'd I'd always say, yeah, I'm ma- I'm making the game for me. Like, I am the demographic for the game. <laughs> I feel like, like just, that's
1: I, I feel like that's what I'll, I want to say. A lot of indie developers kind of look at it and says, what would I like? Which yeah, I have no like, complaints. And you know what, to a certain degree it is, and then to a certain degree
0: it's, like, everyone's game that I, I had to design it for. Yeah. Because, like, I, I don't really like super easy games, and, like, I like really hard games. Like, mm-hmm. Rex Rocket, our old game, that one's super hard. Mm-hmm. And so for Blossom Tales, it was just, like, okay, super super
1: easy for everyone. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you know, I, I like playing it. It's um, still, yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's, just, it's, it's fun in its own way, regardless of the difficulty Right, right. So let's see here. Uh, we talked about when. Okay, so when you guys were in a situation where things were starting to look gloom for Castle Pixel, um, was there anything different you guys end up doing to make sure that nothing you know closed up? Like, did you guys end up pitching the you know advertise the game more or? I mean, oh know?
0: man, um, let's see. I I doubled my potato production first uh, <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> That's the <laughs> you grow <laughs>
1: hands in the backyard while you're at it.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that, there actually is. There's a chicken coop back there, but it's not mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they would I would have been robbing the chicken. The
1: chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have to agree with you. Oh, I don't know how anybody could actually. Endure that And just raise chickens Like that
0: Oh yeah It's It's crazy Oh man Um,
1: But yeah Let let me think Um
0: No I mean We both had like Game plans for like You know You know I mean The writing's on the wall Right Mm Mm-hmm or find something else to do because I mean, like with the, with releasing Blossom Tales on Steam, it was just like, yeah, I don't think we're cut out for making video games anymore. Yeah, it, and it's like comes out for Switch, and it's like, no, wait, maybe we are. So <laughs> it's um, one,
1: it's one of those things you just try and see what happens. If it sticks to the wall, great. If it doesn't, oh well, let's just do something right, else. Right. And that's not a bad idea. I mean, I think maybe I mean, would you suggest that a lot of you know de- you know developers who are looking into making games should just give it a shot you know try it see how it works and if it yeah. not work
0: yeah totally Um you know make a game put it out there it might be a huge hit it might not be I think uh, for me personally it's more about the fun of making games mm-hmm. like I mean Rex Rocket didn't make much money on Steam mm-hmm. still making, I'm still making games you know I like doing it Um yeah so yeah, I mean even if I was a millionaire, I'd still want to make video games. It's just like I'm not I'm not good at, at a lot of things on earth, you know, and <laughs> making games is? is something I'm not I'm not like
1: super suck at. So Right. I think I'll keep doing it. Would you rather be just out of curiosity, would you rather be good at one thing or just be a jack of all trades? Um It's a good question. I've always wanted to be good at just
0: one thing, but um I'm okay at a lot of things so mm.
1: I don't know <laughs> more of a that was more of a serious question than anything else
0: well it's like it's like you mentioned earlier it's like you know some, sometimes things get boring so you gotta find something else to do
1: yeah to well yeah I mean you know not everybody's gonna be good at a lot of things I think I mean look look at my uh like Leonardo da Vinci he yeah. was good at a lot of things right yeah he was a, he was
0: pretty damn good a, a lot of things
1: <laughs> um, I don't think they had to worry about like you know rent or maybe things like that or did they I, don't I,
0: know. I mean I watched that show on uh, I think it's like Cinemax or something like that mm-hmm. and um, yeah I mean I'm sure he had to deal with rent and stuff like that for sure like
1: he's got to make money somehow yeah well that's true and back then if you didn't pay for it you lost a leg or something I know right (laughs) so at least the price to pay is a little bit easier today's age than back then
0: yeah that's true
1: now what would you say you know for up and coming or or developers who are wanting to get into the action to start up a studio or whatnot what should they pay attention the most um um Oh geez, Uh, (laughs) it can be more than one thing if it if it's that much of a difficult. I
0: I would probably say uh, you know keep an eye on what's hot. You know if if there's some platform out there that sales are really good, try to get on that platform. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's like I mean, if you're an indie studio now and you put a game on Steam, I mean, there's a chance it'll it'll do really well. Uh, but there's, you know, also a chance that it might not do so well. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yeah, just just try to find out what what platform you think would fit your game best, and yeah, you know, aim for it.
1: And would you say, you know, we, you, you know, you mentioned before, you, you know, you do it for fun. You know, what would you do it for? What would you want to play? And it seems like it's that's a lot. Maybe easier than just trying to play, you know make it for somebody else because you're trying to figure out who that person is, who's that audience.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Um, I don't know P- people that are making
0: games that like they don't like themselves, uh, but they're making the game. Mm-hmm. I th- I think sometimes that can show in a game. Yeah. Um.
1: So yeah, I don't know. Hmm. So I'm gonna take this, you know back a little bit differently now growing up did you always listen to game soundtracks or did you have really not get into that
0: uh let's see growing up i have uh, jeez i mean game soundtracks yeah i listened to tons of game soundtracks because i played tons of games but yeah um like no, while not playing a game uh, growing up, I really didn't do that too much, but today I definitely listen to game soundtracks all like probably too much. Um, I'll, I'll play them while I work, uh, yeah. all of, all the time. Yeah, that actually that's like that's one of my favorite things to listen to is like movie soundtracks and game soundtracks, just because I think that the kind of music that's designed for video games or movies, it's meant to be like I mean, depending on the scene or mm-hmm. what's going like the context, it's meant
1: to be background music,
0: you yeah. know. Um, no, I
1: I totally agree with that. So what's on your playlist now?
0: Um jeez, I've been at work, I've been listening to um the lo-fi Zelda mix, um on YouTube. I I don't know who runs these lo-fi channels, but I I'm almost positive it's like a bot that just like auto-mixes <laughs> <laughs> music together with like uh, you know, like almost like uh like super chill hip hop drum beats almost yeah so yeah it's been really cool it's it's kind of like uh you know a nice remix of familiar songs so been listening to that
1: now now that the blossom is out and does it give you some breathing room to enjoy life a little bit more
0: yes totally um, it's awesome. Uh, it's such <laughs> money in, you know, Tyler and I's pockets. Uh, I've been able to reduce the potato production in the backyard down to normal <laughs> levels <laughs> I, I guess. Um, And yeah, yeah, it, it it feels good. not Not only because it's like, you know, we put a game out on Steam twice and like mm-hmm. didn't didn't do too hot. Yeah. And so, like, to us, it was basically like the universe saying stop. Yeah it's like you're not good like um and so yeah to, to have a little bit of validation on our work and like the the kind of effort um that we've been putting into game making is just been nice you know it's like oh hey you don't suck that bad so
1: <laughs> what would you have done uh if let's say for example Blossom tales didn't you know didn't go so well things closed down what would you where would you go next
0: uh, I
1: mean, when we said we would have
0: closed down It probably would have been like Okay, we're going back to hobby levels Of game development
1: okay. Which
0: is like, we're not doing it 24-7 You yeah. know um, We probably would have still made some other kind of game You know, pitched it on Greenlight Pitched it on Kickstarter mm-hmm. uh, You know, whatever uh, pri- just, just, you know, look to the future p- Figure out a game that we want to play again And make it Mm -hmm. Uh, in her spare time
1: okay well I mean that makes sense you're just taking it down from a full time job to a you know fun you know side job
0: right
1: what would you say your favorite movie would be at this at this point
0: oh you mean my favorite movie of all time yeah oh favorite movie of all time I don't know um, it's always hard to narrow it down to just one <laughs> what character defines me as a person or a movie. You know what? I would probably take Lord of the Rings, uh
1: the Fellowship of the Ring. Oh. What would be what would be the reason why you choose that one?
0: I don't know, it's just like that's I'm thinking of like my top movies and that's the one that's coming to mind the most.
1: Okay. <laughs> So, have you seen any movies this year so far? I mean, it's only. You know, not even uh, yeah, I've
0: seen I've seen a lot of movies. Um, I saw like The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. I saw uh, all the new Marvel movies, except for I haven't seen Black Panther yet, which I've been like, it's it's a it's a long story. <laughs> like I've been trying to see that movie for weeks now. I was actually thinking about going tonight, but. yeah um, yeah you know, i had like this podcast to do oh, that I'm sorry. To do. <laughs> no it's it's okay like there's still the weekend i'm trying to make it happen it's no. there's like uh black panther's having um it's like uh the fashion uh exhibit uh of like all the costumes they use in the movies oh, it's yeah. like coming to pittsburgh so oh, really? i really want to see the movie and then s- see like the exhibit with the costumes in it so when does the exhibit um, come in pittsburgh
1: uh, I don't know. I think it's like next week or something. Okay, like I need, need to do I need to go see the movie now. Yeah. I I haven't seen the movie yet. I've been a little occupied as well, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of good stuff about it, which makes me really intrigued and I think every week my colleagues uh, from my full-time gig will say you know, they'll keep asking if I've seen it yet. So, I'm going to have to do something soon. Uh, not that I don't want to it. I really want to see it, but I'm kind of in the same boat just I need to go out there and see it but I think you need to go see them right before you go see the, the exhibit. I know, yeah. It actually sounds pretty pretty cool, actually, to see that. Is there I know, of, right? So is there a lot of activities in Pittsburgh?
0: Yeah, it, Pittsburgh's uh, okay an okay town for like stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Sure. That's well, more than Detroit, I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, this is like the first big movie. Well, actually, they filmed like a lot of the scenes in Black Knight here. They? but they never put on yeah they never put uh many of the um stuff on exhibit actually wait i take the back maybe it wasn't black knight maybe it was the one with bane in it
1: oh okay yeah the, oh, one with the bane third bane one in
0: okay it, because, yeah that was that was like a bunch of the shots were in pittsburgh
1: oh i didn't know that
0: that's like as close as pittsburgh gets to like superhero
1: yeah um, <laughs> They filmed a few things in uh, Detroit, but I think it's just based on the old buildings that were already destroyed anyways. I think uh, Transformers was probably one of them, but, you know, that's because everything's already decayed in some of the areas already. Uh, oh, well. They had something set up for years that the government did in the state where they gave a tax cut to movie industries to come out, which I th- I think a lot of us thought it was a great idea to bring more business into Michigan for at least at least, like, you know, more movies and whatnot. And then they decided to, to not do that anymore. So it's, you know, it's kind of a bum not to see much of that anymore.
0: Yeah, that's a bummer.
1: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things in Michigan that I uh, can't really say. Since I don't know 100% of what's going on anyways. But, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of a mess. I yeah. Think. But I think you find that anywhere, really.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um so what would be you know i'm going to give you a lot of these questions because i think they're kind of fun to see what responses you get so sure. top five games in your in your mind
0: top five games okay yeah. i'll go with final fantasy 7 all right um in no particular order final fantasy 7 uh zelda wind waker world of warcraft um How I mean is that three or four that was that was three Okay, two more. Two more.
1: Mm.
0: I want to throw Soul. I'll throw the original Soul Calibur in there for the Dreamcast. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, no, I guess that's not the original, but Dreamcast yeah. Soul Calibur. Right. Um. And what else was? What, what would be my last game? I guess Skyrim. I'll put Skyrim in there too. Skyrim's okay. amazing.
1: Yeah, and that's on the Switch too.
0: I know. Yeah. You don't gotta tell me twice.
1: <laughs> I, I I really really want to get it on the switch. You can at least at least put uh, uh Link's outfit on there too, and get the Hyrule shield going.
0: Oh, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> well now that you have a little bit more time, maybe you can do that. Maybe you can play a little, at least a little bit of it.
0: I know. Yeah, I'm I'm seriously thinking about it.
1: <laughs> oh jeez. So um how did you guys come up with Castle Pixel? I mean, I knew that was something that you guys had put together real quick, but
0: yeah, again, we didn't think we would have it this long, but yeah, yeah, we we're like, okay, like, so I think we were talking about names, and we were we we're talking about like famous game studios, and um, I think we we kind of liked the idea of naming the com- company after more of like a hideout. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like a place where we would make games, like so, just kind of like a fantasy. So we can't. We called it a castle pixel. Okay. I think it was my name. I'm not a big fan of the name Castle Pixel. It doesn't. It doesn't have a nice mouth feel for me. <laughs> um,
1: the first thing I wanted to, I wanted to ask if that was something related to White Castle.
0: No, it's just like okay, it's a kind of like if Mario was a game developer. He's living Castle Pixel or really?
1: something. <laughs> I don't know. It was just something that seemed to fit for what you needed at the time of the moment. Yeah, pretty much. I'm surprised that was actually still existed or it hasn't even existed yet.
0: You know what? I think there there was something out there called like Castle Pixel or Pixel Castle or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, nothing in the gaming industry, so we jumped on
1: it. Yeah, well, that, it makes more sense. I'm not sure where the other one's from, but it may, that kind of makes sense for a uh, gaming indus- industry. You know, label it would make more sense. Yeah, unless it's a fast food. What if it was a fast food joint? I guess that you know resembled White Castle, but maybe pixels, Super
0: Square hamburgers, that would like be sweet every, everything on the hamburgers, <laughs> just cubed
1: off. if it mean that <laughs> spoons and forks were all pixelated? Yeah, <laughs> I like I like where this is going.
0: Okay, yeah, that's a million, <laughs> that's a million dollar idea. I would edit that out of anything that was going out to the public. <laughs>
1: <laughs> patent <laughs> yeah we're gonna patent it right now people there's no way that's <laughs> it's a strictly competitor to white castle and everything that's gonna resemble pixel burgers
0: yeah yeah let's not stop at pixel burgers we can do pixel hot dogs we can do just pixelize all foods just make everything
1: <laughs> that would be <laughs> that could be pulled off oh man i mean you could you could probably i mean there's your million dollars and you can just start you know having that as your back pocket for retirement and just make games the rest of your life based on fast food, at pi- castle pixel. Yeah. Hey, I'm
0: going to, I'm going to talk to Tyler about this.
1: That's not a bad idea. And then, um, uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll join together on a web design for it. Yep. Sounds like a plan. All right. All right. We're on to something here. I know, uh, Tyler, you said Tyler was into the development than you are. He's a lead programmer.
0: Uh, Tyler's the lead programmer.
1: Okay. For sure. What was your, t- what was your title again?
0: Um, I don't know I, I call myself a game developer <laughs> uh,
1: I did like
0: all the all the artwork in the game is me like if someone was the, the lead artist it would have been me okay. um, I did a lot of programming too but not a like Tyler, I, like Tyler would do the heavy lifting of the programming mm-hmm. and then I would step in and do like I don't know visual effects for things and like all the cutscenes and Blossom Tales were done by me like all the animation and effects that go on them uh, a lot of the effects on enemies were done by me for on the programming side mm-hmm. um, lots of like little things like the birds or butterflies or things like that uh, I programmed in there as well too
1: so. yeah I'm looking at some, uh, some like you know animated gifs or gifs whatever you want to call those and you know, I'm seeing on the little animations. I mean, they're very detailed. From the, you know, when it comes to the lighting effects, the snowflakes coming down, um, you know, you know, little smoke from from pipes, and I mean, there's a lot of things that's going on in the game. But it gives it that really that, that nostalgia feeling to it that I think it makes it a uh, a unique game to even watch or even play.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, again, it's the Zelda game I never got to play as a little kid, so... There you go. It's
1: it's like, a, and that's, a, that's another way of putting it, too. Um, a Zelda game that you've never got a chance to play, but what would it look like if I if I was to play it?
0: Yeah, right? Like, w- when I go back and I play an older game, it's like, it's not really as cool as when I was as little, right? Like, when I when I was little, it was, like, yeah. freaking amazing, and, like, now I'm going back to it. It's not so impressive. Yeah. So, like, I, I kind of wanted to have that same kind of feeling but update it you know mm-hmm. so it was like oh hey this is sweet like look at all the little shit in here this yeah. is like
1: <laughs> and like that kind of right. So yeah. that's like that with like uh because you mentioned final fantasy 7 which that was one of my favorite uh one of my favorite games so one of my favorite final fantasies and you know when that first came out i was like wow look how cool this looks look at the it's like i think it was the first time they had an animated, <laughs> animated cg for it and the commercial, there was commercials for it and everything. And You're like, whoa, this is so cool! Look at this! Look at this!" I'm totally gonna totally. buy this day one. And I remember picking that sucker up right after school. I would go get it, and I played it for days and days and days. And summers were that—that that was my summertime. Nice. There was—I um, <clears throat> don't know. I mean, I, I've—I love that game so much. Like, I mean, I've—and um, I, I mean, I went and played the other ones as well, but. Um, I would always try to. I don't know if you've been to this or I've ever heard of it or going to would be the Distant Worlds concert. Oh, is
0: that like when they do the Final Fantasy music yeah. concerts? Yes. Yeah, I've I've heard of those. I've wanted to go to them, but I never have. <laughs> I, sure. I well, if
1: you, you um, you've played more than. Have you played any other Final Fantasies except for seven? Oh yeah, I played. I played like uh,
0: six. Mm-hmm played a couple of the ds remakes mm-hmm. uh for like two or three um i've played final fantasy eight mm-hmm. nine um 13
1: and a little bit of the mmo one but not really I don't. Really yeah count them. well movie. yeah i don't think a lot of people did and they play some of it on there but they only play the main themes just because uh Masu is the one who composed those he's the guy that you know composed all the older ones yeah, and he did Oceanhorn soundtrack too. I think. He, which he, one? Did, actually, yeah, he did. You know, what he did. You're right. Yeah, I think I think he worked on it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And that's what came. That's what got Oceanhorn so popular. I was like, wait, what? Did he compose yeah. for that? I gotta check this out. I know, just for the fuels. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, if you played that many, then you should. I I recommend you go and at least attend one. And yeah. If you have the chance to meet him. Do it.
0: that would be sweet.
1: I've done it twice and I've it was awesome. I had him sign my Final Fantasy One Nintendo game. So he signed the front of it. So it's like that really I'm looking at it now. It's one of those like it's that uh it's got like the sword and the uh, and the axe crossed with the planet behind it. Totally. Yeah, so he's nice. so, so I have him sign that one and I had him sign seven. I and when I first met him, it was more of a surprise. Um, my uh, my fiance at the time, she got me tickets to go to the concert, but then like as a surprise, she says, you know, I got you a meet and greet with them. And we went to Toronto. Uh, this was years ago. I think this was like, well, you know, it's coming up, uh, I think this weekend actually, it's going to be six years. And since that time. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because um, I got, a, I went and contacted the, uh, the marketing for distant worlds and I says, hey, you know, I don't know if you would do this, anything, but, you know, I wanted to propose to, you know, my fiance, She, you know, she got me tickets for this and I want to propose to her, is there anything you guys can do? And I got, on the next day, I got an email back. And I said, yeah, what well, would you, uh, you know, what song do you want to play, you know, after the proposal? Here's the list of songs. So they gave me, you know, Air's Theme, uh, Theme of Love from Final Fantasy 4, uh I'm pricing the name wrong for Final Fantasy X, which that that's a really good one. And I think those were the only three. Oh man, well, what would you go with? I went with Airs Theme. Nice! <laughs> that's if, what I
0: would have picked.
1: Yeah, it was be it was really tough between because I like Xanderkin uh Zanderclan, or Zandercan a lot. It was a great theme to it, but I you know, I love seven. Uh, so I'm sticking with seven. And so we uh, they said, okay so where are you guys sitting at? It's like well we're up in the upper levels and they says well it's gonna take too long for you guys to come down to the stage to do this. So he says just you know you know let me know what what is her name what is your name and we're we're gonna put it in on the screen and then we'll have the spotlight come down on you. So that's on so, um, so when we get into the the concert you know I'm like sweating like bullets I'm like okay you know like when's it gonna happen? They didn't tell me when it was gonna be. So. I had a temporary ring ready to go and I had it in my pocket. I'm just like making sure it's still there. Like, you know, freaking out. Ah, And then, so we didn't know when this song was going to happen. And then eventually, uh, you know, it was intermission that says, you know, when we come back, we're going to play this, this, and you know, and we're going to play yours theme. I was like, okay, here, it's going to come up. So I'm like freaking out a little bit, trying to keep my cool. Um, you make so, me
0: freak out. Just tell me the story.
1: <laughs> yeah, good. At least I'm telling it in a in an interesting way. Hopefully, the <laughs> so they got to the point where uh, when they actually got to the so right before they said the thing, they said we got a special you know inter- you know we got something special going on you know cloud is you know cloud is gonna have an, you know we've got a message from you know from, from you know from cloud and so it was a scene so they what they did is they showed the the animated scene. Of when Cloud is in the, when he falls into the roof of the church and he's uh, laying on a flower bed, nice. he gets up and then, you know, Eris is right there and, you know, Cloud kind of brushes, you know, brushes off the dirt off him, you know, those good old, cute, big old cubicle, you know, hands, you know, brushes, brushes off. Sure. And then they they stop the scene there and then they had the text kind of fade in and it says, you know, sure, you know, it said my name on it on the top as, you know, who was talking. It says, you know, Cheryl Murray, would you do the honors? of, you know, marrying me. Oh that's, and so that's that was, cool. And so that was on the screen, and, you know, um, uh, Arnie, who was the conductor, uh, he was, you know, kind of leading this whole thing going on. And so they had a spotlight come on, and I had it, and I was, you know, got on the knee, and I gave it to her, and she was all smiles. And, and she's not a big, Final fantasy, you know, person. She knows I really like it, so she got me the stuff, and I invited her out to go to it. So, you know, so... Um. But she, you know, she went with it and she was really, you know, really cool about it. And cool. whatnot. So, and then after that, so after that was done, they played the earth's theme and, you know, she knows that, you know, that song I, I've always liked. So we used that song when she went down the aisle, we played that song and, <clears throat> um, but after the concert, so we got to do the meet and greet and so, you know, we got, when we got up there, you know. Arnie, you know, the conductor looks. It's like, hey, these are the guys, you know, so Urumatsu and Arnie's right there. And then they said, oh, you know, hey, you know, these are the guys, you know, he's, Arnie, Arnie's the conductor Arnie is telling, you know, Urumatsu, like, these are the guys who, you know, proposed. And so, you know, Urumatsu's like, you know, he speaks some English. And he's like, oh, congratulations. You know, shakes her, you know, shakes her hands. We got a photo with them, And he, you know, I had a, I had a, like a couple of things, uh, I think I had Final Fantasy VII and six VI, uh, from the PlayStation for him to sign. He just took everything I had in my hands and just signed everything. And, nice. and That's super cool. It was really and he. And he had like he had some demos too of like what he, he 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 played in for like I've never heard of these, but he had demos of uh, of single tracks. And so he's like here, and it's like oh that's awesome. So it was really cool that I, I was able to. Oh, that that entire experience I'll never forget though. But that was really fun though, that uh he was really cool and really humble about the whole situation. And then I met him again last uh last year in Chicago when it was their anniversary for the thirtieth anniversary for uh, Final Fantasy. So they had a, they had a concert in Chicago and I went there and and um you know, I met him, you know, met him again and they, and they remember who I was, which was very I'm still laughing to this day that they still remember me. So I'll have to keep going back there. Just uh, you know, see how, how long they or they'll remember the situation, you know, the the Toronto uh, proposal. So, nice. So, little story of um, at least on my part <clears throat> on uh, how that all go. So, but uh, it's one of those things where, like, after that situation, I realized that you know it doesn't hurt to ask. You know, people always get afraid to like say something or ask something, but I find out that just ask all they can say is no yeah you know? totally and so you'll, you'll be surprised the answers you'll get and you and just go and then once you do you're, you roll with it yeah so yeah, poor life lesson i guess but um but man oh man i can't believe it's already been six years for that <sighs> yeah lie. time flies uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man but yeah i highly recommend that you should go watch it um I, w- I watched the Zelda um, concert as well, They orchestrated one, uh, Symphony of the Goddess. Oh sure, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I watched. Exactoids. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, the last one I watched was last year, and they added, a f- you know, they added some more tracks from Breath of the Wild, which was always great to watch and hear at the same time. So that was fun. Cool. Uh, and then I think it, I think it was uh, was it December? No, it was January. It was the first week of January, and it was the Pokemon Symphony, and I've uh, never been to Symphony for for you know for Pokemon, and it was the last one they were doing. I didn't realize it till I got there. It was in Grand Rapids, and the conductor that was doing the who was doing the uh, the concert series was from Grand Rapids, so they were going to have their last stop in Grand Rapids, and so I was able to go out there and listen to it. It was I was actually I I came in not to expect anything. And it actually blew me away of what they did. So I was uh, really hoping, really, you know, I'm really hoping they'll come back and you know do the series again because it that was fun. Uh, I would watch nice. it again. So I mean, it's always fun. Like it, it's it's come to the point where like I think a lot of game soundtracks are at this point. Um, they're just you know they're I mean they're still fun you know you know when you go back and think about them from the good old Nintendo days you know. Up until now, like they've gotten, you know, more attention than they've ever been.
0: Oh yeah, totally. It's like movie production levels nowadays.
1: Yeah, I mean it's at that point where it really is. I mean, you get games like, you know, a Zelda and Mario come out or Final Fantasy, and you know, you can expect people to like are you know, spend their time, you know, buying it and you know, they'll buy it, they'll play it for like for hours and hours and hours and talk about it. But I mean, if you look at movies, like... I think the only thing that's really going for movies right now is, like, you know, Marvel. You know, they've gotten... They've got a formula they've been working on for years. And you look at Black Panther and the upcoming Avengers, and it's just, you know... It's getting everybody talking about it. Yeah, they're killing it right now. Yeah, and DC's trying to catch up, but that's just not working. Oh, yeah, DC. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know... I wouldn't, I would count them out of the game, but yeah, they're definitely uh, not Marvel. At all.
1: No, they have to. For me, they—I don't know if you agree with this or not, though. But I feel like they have to approach it in a totally different perspective. Um, they can't be like Marvel. Marvel spent so much time on building everything up; you can't do that in two, in two years. So.
0: Yeah, they, they're a powerhouse. I mean, they—they they have like Disney backing them and stuff. So.
1: Yeah. Right? Like. Yeah, they do. It's like,
0: I mean, DC is not backed by Disney yet, right? No, not not yet.
1: (laughs) No, they're backed by Warner, and and now, I mean, you know, Disney buys the, you know, the rights for the, you know, for X Men, Deadpool, and uh, Fantastic Four. So now they've got those to put into it. So now it's like, oh, jeez, like it wasn't like what we have was not, you know, not enough. You know, now you're going to be throwing in X Men and Deadpool, and you know, now you know, Fantastic Four if they can, if that can be done properly this time. So yeah. now, you, but now you know you got Spider Man, and you know, luckily there's been cameo. They've been able to put, you know, Spider-Man and... I know, movies now, which
0: yeah. Is great. Well, well, remind me again. What is the deal with Spider-Man? Like, it's not on the Marvel label or something? Or He's, something
1: weird with it? Well, Sony owns the movie rights for it in animation movies. Uh, so that's the reason why. Um, that's why you're going to only see Spider-Man games only on Sony. Because they own the rights for that.
0: You know what? That's... That's...
1: That's the I mean, thing. I,
0: I, uh, good, good for Sony and everything. But, like, come on.
1: At least they opened the doors, so then they were able to use Spider-Man and yeah. you know Civil War. So, now they're going to use them again for the new upcoming Avengers. And then they use Spider-Man. That's, that's the greatest thing that they did was they actually let the doors open. Fox wouldn't yeah. even do that. So, <clears throat> you know, with that going on... It's um, good guy Sony. Yeah, <laughs> good guy Sony. But, it, I mean... I don't know. With the they got Venom coming up, and I've you know I'm kind of cringing about how that's gonna work. I've heard that Venom's not really gonna have much showtime, but you're gonna call it Venom, so I'm not sure how that's gonna work. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. You know what,
0: I mean, at this point, I'm just happy with you know any kind of marvel superman Um like you know star wars just make more star wars stuff like i eat that <laughs> stuff up so
1: yeah well they're they're doing it though i mean they got one yeah. every year which has been working so i think uh they got one coming up this year and then they got number nine coming out next year i have no idea what they're gonna do after that but well, they'll have something ready every year why not? We should, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. You can follow Castle Pixel on Twitter at Castle Pixel, and you can visit their website at CastlePixel.com. You can follow Cat with Monaco on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Cat and you can visit our website at CatwithMonaco.com. Thank you, Rob, for your time on the podcast and wishing the best for you and Castle Pixel.
0: Yeah, totally. Thanks for having me, Seth. I had a great time talking with you.